part of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2 Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. 
Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com.
And love is fun, but we 
Thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for joining me here today, I'm broadcasting live from the Mission District of San Francisco. And it is an overcast June day, but it's heating up behind all those clouds. I can tell. Uh, It is Friday, so I hope that you're enjoying uh, this fine day and every day, but also the opportunity to take some deeper breaths, hopefully take a bit of a break from the hustle and the bustle of your week as we try to look towards ways to break the chains out of all those Monday through Fridays that we have to look forward to all these days that come after all the work, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just loved what we did every day and it never exhausted our energy and we had the time to rest and play and all those good things that are necessary for humanity. I hope that we can all uh, create different ways to make that happen. So it is Friday, June 15th, 2018 here in San Francisco. And uh, well, it is always an interesting time in San Francisco. There's never really a dull moment uh, in this city. Uh, But we have we absolutely do have a lot of uh, change afoot. We have now San Francisco has elected our new mayor, uh, Ms. London Breed. She has a native San Franciscan and uh, grew up here in the Western edition and public housing in the projects with her grandmother, Um, you know, went to uh, UC Davis for her undergraduate, came back, went to uh, University of San Francisco for her graduate program. She's been working in public service her entire career. Uh, She is the president of the Board of Supervisors currently and has been since 2014. 14. Um, she was elected to the Board of Supervisors for District 5 in 2012 and has been serving the city ever since. We just came out of a, wow, a whirlwind um, mayoral campaign um, after the untimely passing of our former mayor, Ed Lee, who died of a heart attack suddenly in December. And um, so this, this special election um was to elect a new mayor who will serve uh, until, well, the end of 2019, uh, the beginning of 2020. So despite the countless mayoral forums, um, the, the, the debates uh, amongst eight different candidates, uh, two on the board of supervisors, two former board uh, supervisors, and... Um, a few community activists. Um, it was quite the run. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, now London breed has been elected. Um, and so she will serve out the rest of mayor Ed Lee's term through the end of 2019. And then we will be voting again. We'll have another mayoral election at the end of 2019 to see who will be the mayor in 2020. So I would like to, um, congratulate our new mayor, London breed. Uh, she's, as if anybody picks up the paper, of course, the first thing that is said is that she's the um, first uh, African-American female to be the mayor of San Francisco and currently of a major U.S. city. Now, there are other U.S. cities that have um, African-American women as their mayors, but apparently there's a top te- top like 15 list of the biggest cities of in the United States and London Breed um, will have that distinction. Um, and so... The year of the woman is here. It's happening. Um, 
change is afoot and uh, I want to congratulate her and um, I also want to thank her because she's been my guest here at Mutiny Radio um, on a couple of different occasions Uh, initially when she was running for supervisor the first time back in 2012 and then when she was up for re-election again um, she she called in and then uh, came in to came into the studio to be my guest during this campaign and um, I really do appreciate her public service and I um, and uh, I really think that she has the energy and the uh, the brightness to really do um, an outstanding job so I know that there's a lot of controversy of course always in election season um, you know we had a lot of amazing candidates who are running and um, I didn't think that we actually really had a bad choice. So that's my personal opinion. This is the United States of America, and this is a free speech radio. And so um, this is uh, what we get to do. And of course, you're invited to come down to Mutiny Radio as well to um, to, to to get your views out. Uh, we have a community open mic starting at 3 o'clock called the Common Thread Collective, uh, which you're welcome to come down and be a part of. But I think it's a pretty exciting day, and uh, I, I like I like where this is going. Um, more women in leadership roles across the country, and a lot of change happening across the country. Of course, uh, global vows election season will continue as we go into the November midterm elections. Um, oh boy! <laughs> so um, you know, summer's a good time to to kind of. Uh, you know, take the opportunity to kind of step back and uh, refocus and and uh, and reframe some things. So um, this summer, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off um, throughout the rest of the summer. So I'll definitely be here at Mutiny Radio every second and fourth Friday, um, as opposed to every single Friday uh, for the rest of summer. And so um, hoping to kind of better concentrate on. Uh, the content of both programs, Women's Magazine and the Common Thread Collective, um, and uh, you know, take care of some other business. So, um, I, but I do, I, I do intend to to stay on on the pulse of the elections um, that will be happening, um, certainly locally in San Francisco and also throughout California, and we will try to expand our horizons to the national level as well, because there's going to be uh, a big turnover I foresee coming up in uh, U.S. Congress in November, but uh, let's see what happens on that. So here's a little poem for you. Alive in a time of change, dynamic volume and velocity. Depth could use a little work, but we've got breadth, connections extending to meet new hands, to mend the human family, a map of patchwork Harmony.
I wanted to announce uh, going on around San Francisco. Um, one of the things that's happening is um, tomorrow, 
the 16th of June, um, will be the last day to go check out an exhibit um, of the San Francisco Neighborhoods Arts Program. Um, so the SF Neighborhood Arts Program uh, was established by the Arts Commission in 1967. So... 51 years running. Um, so it, it shifted the focus of the arts community to neighborhood community centers um, to reflect the cultural identities of communities who live there. It was the first community program of its kind, employing hundreds of local artists working in a variety of artistic disciplines, offering workshops, performances, and other services in cultural centers and community setting. So actually, um, it, you can go down, there's been a big uh, show or exhibit rather that has been up at 401 Van Ness room 126 so tomorrow Saturday June 16th it'll be open and free to the public from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, so it's a big exhibit there so you should go check that out all the neighborhood arts programs and very featuring various artists from around San Francisco um, so that's going to be a pretty cool thing to check out and if in case you've missed it don't miss it. Tomorrow's the last day. Also, um, on Sunday at Yerba Buena Gardens, it's Sunday, June 17th from 12 to 3 p.m. Um, is the Native Contemporary Arts Festival. And so it's a beloved Father's Day tradition celebrating the creativity of North America's indigenous peoples. The 21st, an the 21st annual Native Contemporary Arts Festival showcases a, diver a diverse program of Native music, dance, spoken word, artist vendors, and Native crafts. The NCAF showcases California Native talents. The ever-popular all-nation singers and medicine warrior dancers will perform traditional intertribal dance and song. So that'll be at Yerba Buena Gardens on Sunday from 12 to 3. And that's at Mission Street between third and fourth streets. Um, so a lot of things that you could get out there and be a part of and enjoy in terms of local art and indigenous art here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, it's been a bit of a raucous week. Uh, it's been, well, you know, since really November of 2016, <laughs> Um, every week has had something new and difficult to swallow. Um, as we've been seeing, um, the operational policies as directed by the presidential administration this, um, has been enforcing a law which exists, um, which allows um, border patrol agents to separate families upon arrival uh, to our U.S. borders. Uh, this is a law that's that's been on the books for some time. Um, it just has not always been employed. Um, but what we see is the ramping up of the use of this egregious policy uh, to separate families who are who are trying to um, emigrate to the United States. Um, we've seen some very uh, very recent uh, tragedies happen. Um, a, young, a, a father who uh, was trying to cross the border um, uh, when he was he was told that he was going to be separated from his children, and then he was separated from his children, and then subsequently took his own life um, inside one of the immigration detention facilities. Um, 
there's been other uh, direct violence on the U.S. border. Um, I don't know if you heard about this one, but um, I believe it was uh, uh, it was a few weeks ago. It was May, the end of May. Um, there was a young woman, a 20-year-old woman, who um, uh, Claudia Gomez Gonzalez, and she uh, from was coming up from Guatemala. Um, and she was, uh, she was crossing the border. She was coming into the United States in Rio Bravo, Texas, when a customs and border patrol officer agent, uh, shot and killed her. Um, so we're living in a rather violent age, um, in some regards where, uh, systemic violence um, because tearing a family apart in a, is, is a violent act um, and murder it's the ultimate violent act um, and then we have people in the top tier of the US government um, Attorney General of the United States Jeff Sessions and then um, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, who are willing to stand on the law and and the enactment uh, and following the law um, as something that can be justified biblically. Um, and uh, well, it's it's a it's it's kind of a razor sharp pill to try to swallow um, to justify that because we know that um, laws change. Um, but uh, I don't know if, if uh, inherent humanity and the, and the morality surrounding that um, ultimately does. Um, because sure, you could follow laws, but you could follow today's laws. Um, you could follow laws of, uh, you know, pre-1964, uh, before the Civil Rights Act. Um, you could follow laws, um, you know, before uh, women had outlets for domestic violence. Uh, you could follow laws when slavery was, um, you know, not illegal in the United States. Of course, some, some forms of slavery still are legal under the 13th amendment. Um, because if people are incarcerated, um, they can, uh, legally be indentured servants. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of laws that people have made, um, it doesn't mean that they're right. So um, on the bright side, it looks like uh, perhaps press secretary of the White House, Sarah Huckabee Sanders may be stepping down. Um, you know, maybe it was even just too much for her. So like I said, we are alive in a time of change. There's a dynamic volume. There's a velocity. Our depths could use a little work, but we've got breadth. Connecting, extending to meet new hands, to mend the human family, a map of patchwork harmony.
are listening to Women's Magazine, where we don't just talk about the tragedy, but we look towards operational uh, change and ways that we can be agents of change. And so here is my correspondent for the day, as we were just talking about the um, horrendous separation of families at the U.S. border um, from people who are coming here to seek refuge and a new life, which uh, the majority of Americans... Uh, whether or not in their generation or prior generations do exactly the same thing um, is Roman from the weekly rev. Hi Roman. Hi Val. Hello listeners. I'm glad to have you here today. Sure. My my pleasure. (laughs) So you have an, uh, and there's a, there's an event, there's a rally happening today um, on, on that topic. What's going on? Yes. This was just posted. I saw by resistance SF. So folks can like that on face, like them on Facebook to get more information from upcoming events that they share. So this is happening today, uh, Friday, uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. outside ICE headquarters at 630 Sansom Street in San Francisco. And you can also find the event online. Uh, It's Bay Area says, Stop Separating Families. And I'll read a little bit about the details of this event. Local writer and activist Rebecca Solnit and activist archivist Mariah Ulenskaz have called a demonstration today at 4 p.m. outside the ICE field office at 630 Sansom Street. Spread the word and show up if you can. We're posting this as an, a Facebook event, so it's easy to invite folks and to see the call to action. And they also say if you can't make it tonight, there's going to yeah, there's going to be a protest on Sunday in Richmond. Wow! So you can get out there if you're if you're feeling. Um like you want to get out there and do something and say something, uh, you can you can go out there today. Um, that's downtown Sansom. Uh, I think the cross street is like Clay or Washington Streets. Um, it's right downtown. It's right near the Transamerica building. It's just a couple blocks east of there. Um, or Sunday in Richmond. What's the name of that group again? Did you get- um, Resistance SF? Okay. And I'll look now for the info on the the one on Sunday in Richmond as well. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. I know. I know. Thank you, Roman. Oh, sure. Um, you also just got treated to one of Roman's signature sighs. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so on Friday, sorry, Friday. Today's Friday. It's been that kind of a day already. On Sunday, June 17th, there's a Father's Day ICE protest at the uh, at the West County Detention Facility in Richmond. And if you like Resistance SF on Facebook, they have that info as well. And there's a Facebook invite. And that's at 11 a.m. Again, at the West County Detention Facility at 5555 Giant Highway in Richmond. Thank you for that important information. Um, so let's keep looking out for one another, everybody, and standing up for we know for what we know is right, because we know that separating families uh, who are trying to make a better life for themselves, um, and there's no reason to separate them other than to instill fear and also subject them to uh, much more vulnerability. Um, People are being put into and are currently being held in detention facilities across the country. Um, These are folks who have done no criminal acts other than crossing a border. And sometimes it's just, you know, they're crossing 
And they're not like necessarily like sneaking across the desert in the middle of the night and getting like picked up. I mean, these are folks who are actually genuinely trying to enter the United States and go through the process, but are being processed in these ways that have them detained and sometimes separated from their families, uh, which is grossly unjust, um, dangerous, and uh, just, well, sorry, I had to quote Hillary Clinton, but deplorable. Uh, I know. Yeah, this, there's got to be some levity here, you know, because what we're really working towards is a world where people can live in peace. Uh, families can, can, you know, not live in fear. Women and children don't have to live in fear. Men don't have to live in fear of themselves or of the system that wants them to be violent. I was reading, I was reading, um, I, I saw a social media post of, um, someone who is a, as a face painter at, at like, you know, county fairs or whatever, the person's a clown. So they, they paint children's faces and, um, and they put this whole kind of extended post about how they started to understand, uh, violence, why there's violence, um, in America and, uh, specifically, um, there was a little boy I don't know how old the boy was, um, who wanted his face painted and he wanted to get a, a blue butterfly painted on his face, right? I mean, you go to the fair and kids have like butterflies and unicorns and tiger face and cat face, you know, like, so this little kid just wanted to have a blue butterfly. Um, but his parents were like, you can't get a butter. No, don't paint a butterfly on his face because it was like too effeminate, right? That it was a butterfly. It's like, you know what? There's a, it's a butterfly. It's a living creature. Like, it's like, so anyhow, so, um, this person who's his face painter, um, notices that kind of a pattern where, um, I mean, this was like one incident where it was like the parents were like adamant and like, wouldn't even let the little boy choose what he wanted, you know? So, so what are the little like boy things that, 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 that get painted on, on boys faces as like skulls and sharks. So, so. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting the way that um, uh, men especially are, are raised in this country. Um, and, you know, at, sure, in various places around the world, I'm not going to, you know, try to um, ignore that as well. But um, the, the, the examples that we see um, are stark. And then, you know, this person was saying, like, there's no one, no wonder that men grow up with kind of a violent attitude thinking that they can't have a butterfly or they can't like appreciate nature or something beauty, beautiful, like, you know, but that they have to, you know, buy into this whole like strong man type of persona. Um, and I, I found it to be really insightful. And they, th this person also said that, um, like when girls want something that's deemed like more boy-like, um, it's actually slightly more acceptable than when, when boys want something that's more yeah. girly. Yeah. Um, and then, but then that, that parents sometimes, even when it's like kind of like tomboy style girl, um, if they want something like that. The parents kind of like laugh it out and say, Oh yeah, she's a kooky kid. And it's like, okay, so you're just like stigmatizing everybody, every, like children yeah. just based on whatever their inclinations yeah. are, you know? Also like why have children if you're going to police what they, how they present themselves? Mm. word mm. right 
Yeah. So let your children be. Um, butterflies are okay, everybody. Um. <laughs> yeah, especially butterflies. Butterflies. Come on. Anyhow, so, um, you know, as we look at the root of uh, violence, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, it goes deep. Those roots go deep. And so when we see a system of, of that is... Um, you know, largely populated with authority um, by by men, um, and we see a world. We witness a world at war, uh, where people suffer, where women and children suffer, and men suffer. Everybody does. The environment suffers. Um, you know, let's think about these roots of how um, people are socialized, uh, and and what they're what they're brought up to believe that they are supposed to. Um, you know, value as, as, as parts of their character. So thanks for tuning in to women's magazine today. And thank you, Roman, for joining me here as, as my, my correspondent here. (laughs) Sure. Um, if you want to listen to some of the past shows, you can do that in any number of ways. Of course, if you're listening to mutinyradio.fm, go to our podcast archive, uh, check out some shows, um, the weekly review with Roman, um, who does the show here every Friday from 12 to 2 PM, right before women's magazine. Um, you can also check out women's magazine and the common thread collective and all sorts of shows here at mutiny radio where, folks sit in the chair that I'm sitting in right now and uh, say their piece and, and do their thing. And you could be one of those people as well. Um, we always have space here at Mutiny Radio. If you want to email our director, the email is director at mutinyradio.fm and just say, hey, I'm interested in being a Mutiny Radio DJ and come do the training and look for an open spot on our schedule and slide right in and welcome to the community. Um, but also, uh, in addition to our podcast archive on mutinyradio.fm, uh, many of our podcasts are also available for free on iTunes uh, under the free podcast section. You'll see the mutiny um, kind of pirate ship uh, image. That's our little logo. And also, if you want to um, revisit Global Val's election season coverage thus far, I I posted links to all of those um, pointed conversations and interviews. I put them on my blog, which is globalval.blogspot.com. So G-L-O-B-A-L-V-A-L dot blogspot.com. I really kind of hate the word blog. Uh, It's an ugly, ugly word. But um, I should just call it my website. Anyhow, folks, um, it's the 21st century, I guess. It's June 15th, 2018. I'm Global Val, and um, you've been listening to Women's Magazine. I also always want to encourage you to tune in to my colleagues at KPFA 94.1, Women's Magazine, the original Women's Magazine. They fought long and hard to get a Women's Voices Only show on public radio uh, many years ago, and so I'm uh, happy to to be a part of their team um, when I, when I can. And then, um, but you should tune in there. Women's magazine on KPFA 94.1 every Monday afternoon from one to 2 PM. And Kate Raphael is kind of the, 
primary host, executive producer of Women's Magazine, and uh, she always has really amazing guests and some very in-depth interviews with artists and activists and filmmakers and um, writers and just really interesting folks. So definitely check them out. You could go to kpfa.org and look at the archives for Women's Magazine, um, and uh, you should do that because I'm not the only one doing this. Like I said, you could do it too. So I'm going to play a little more music for you from the Troublemakers Union. And um, then we'll be cruising on into Common Thread Collective. You've been listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. Certainly lots of hurdles to climb, but um, definitely walls to break down. Uh, I was traveling last weekend, and uh, I wrote a little poem. And like a here, here it goes. Because it just seemed I was in a very hypocritical type of situation in air travel. United Airlines and DirecTV must be in cahoots to scare the shoes off of you. First thing on the seat screen is a preview of a movie about a terrorist attack on Paris. Wasn't anyone aware of this? I get the full body pat, can't say the word hijack, yet as soon as I sit down, I've got a gun in my face. Try desperately to replace the image with blankness. This is supposed to make me want to pay for this. I reach for the switch, but no off button is apparent. Have to slowly dial down the brightness to get it to go away. It comes back on a minute later anyway. So sorry to leave you with that dark, dark image, but um, it's really just a reminder to pay attention uh, to the subtleties around us, uh, whether it comes in the form of blue butterflies or a seemingly convenient movie in the flashing screen in front of your face. I'm Global Val. Peace to you all. Lots of love. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like a girl who grew up in the projects, native San Franciscans, going to run for mayor and win like London Breed did. Hey, you know what? Inspiration is contagious. Peace Thank you. Here we go. And stay tuned.
Thank you.